Surely goodness and mercy. A pilgrim was I in a wandering. In the cold night of sin I did roam. When Jesus the kind shepherd found me. And now I am on my way home. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life he restoreth my soul when i'm weary he giveth me strength day by day he leads me beside the still waters. he guards me each step of the way surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life when i walk through the dark lonesome valley he great and will lead me to the mansion he's gone to Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. All right, we have a new song tonight. You may have heard it on the radio, I'm not sure. His mercy is more. Um, Georgie, why don't you play that through?
It has three verses, and we'll sing the chorus twice at the end. Okay. What love could remember the wrongs we have done? Omniscient, all-knowing, he counts not here, son. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many, his mercy is more. Praise the Lord, his mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many, his mercy is more. What patience would wait as we constantly roam? What father so tender is calling us home? He welcomes the weakest, the vilest, the poor. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. New in darkness, new every morn, our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. What riches of kindness He's lavished on us. His blood is the payment, His life was the cost. We stood neath the debt we could never afford. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Thank you, Brother Harold. We praise God that each one of you are here this evening. I uh, had many ask already, where's Miss Cherry tonight? Uh, tomorrow's her procedure, and if you've ever had a pacemaker put in, you have to scrub tonight with a special soap. You have to scrub in the morning with a special soap. And then when she gets there, they'll scrub her again with a special soap. So that's what she's doing this evening, getting ready for that procedure tomorrow. And we just uh, covet your prayers that uh, as Dr. El Shafi does this procedure that uh, normally it's just kind of cut and dried, no big deal. And we pray that it'll be that way tomorrow. 
How often do we engage our mouth or our thoughts or our own will before we think about what God would have us say? Sometimes, and I guess this is maybe I'm talking more about me than I know anybody else because I can talk about me. I've found in my lifetime sometimes my first thoughts, my first inkling is a selfish idea. It's what I want. It's how I feel. It's what I perceive as being correct. And I hate to say it, but I'm seeing that in my grandson, Jackson, tremendously. And he says, Papa, that's just the way we do it now. And I told him, it's just as wrong now as it was in my time. We need to seek God's face. We need to think about what we say before we say it and how it's going to affect those that we're saying it to. And then you take a half a step back and you think, how's it going to affect me after I've said that? As far as my witness, as far as my life, as far as my influence on uh, even my grandson. I'll ask you to turn with me tonight to James. We're only going to look at two verses. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. And it says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Father, I pray tonight that as we look at these really simple little verses, that we will try to understand the complexity of how it affects our lives and affects others' lives by how we respond. So, Father, I pray that we'll respond in a manner that will bring honor and glory to you and that will not destroy our testimony, our witness, or our influence on others in a good way. Now bless us, Father, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And it says, so then, and when it says, so then, it's actually saying, this you know, or you already know this. So we need to stop and think, what do we really know? Do we, are we really aware of this, or is it just something that's a passing fancy? And here we find the Word of God says he's speaking to believers, not talking to the lost, he's talking to believers. And he says, brethren, not only brethren, but beloved brethren, my brethren that I love is what he's saying. You already know this, but I want to bring it back to your mind. You need to be aware of this on a everyday basis. We need to be aware of it wherever we are and whatever we're doing.
I don't care if it's dealing with our grandchildren or dealing with our employee or employer, whether it's dealing with brothers and sisters in Christ, whoever it is, we need to be aware of this. And God's word says, listen, let every man, didn't single anyone out, and ladies, that's not man agender, that's mankind, so that involves you too. And it says, let every man be swift to hear. Other words, open your ears and shut your mouth. That's what it says. Open your ears and shut your mouth. Now then, if Thomas and I are talking and he's trying to communicate to me, and he's trying to say something, and I keep interrupting him. Now Thomas that, and Thomas this, Thomas that. And I hate to say it, sometimes I'm guilty of that, Brother Thomas, and I apologize. And I mean that. It says, shut your mouth, open your ears, and listen to those that are communicating with you. And beyond that, listen to what God has to say. Have you ever stopped and thought when you're talking, your mouth is running, you can't hear as well? Now, if you've never worn hearing aids or if you've never been hard of hearing like I am, get two or three of you talking at the same time and I can't understand one of you. When I get to talking and running my mouth, I don't care if there's not but one or two of you talking, I can't understand you. Because my own voice rings in my ears. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say when it gets down to getting with God or with individuals, hush and listen. I said to Brother Bill, we're going to have a, 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 a correction of errors meeting concerning our live nativity here in about a week. And Brother Bill and I were in my office and I said, now Bill, you're going to keep your mouth shut, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and we're going to listen. We want to hear what those that were involved in it saw that we need to fix, and we need to work from there. So here as we look at the Word of God, and we're talking to the brethren, we're talking to those that God has moved in their lives, He says... Be quiet and listen. And then he says, be slow to speak. Other words, listen to what's being said. And then say, Lord God, how do you want me to respond? Now, I have to tell you, most of us don't do that. Most of us respond from our own desires. Most of us respond from our own beliefs. Most of us respond from a selfish standpoint. Lord God, I'm hearing this, and I, I'm going to use Thomas again because he and I talk a whole bunch. Sometimes in his youth and young ideas, and I appreciate those, but sometimes when he's talking in his youth, in his young ideas, my old tradition, 
my old thinking comes out. And all at once, what Thomas is saying is just blocked. You know, confession is good for the soul, they tell me. Whenever it comes to hearing, we need to say, Lord God, what do you want me to hear? And how do you want me to respond? Let me read you a verse over in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. And it says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed the many, but the foolish die for lack of wisdom. Are we really cautious about the words that we say? Are we really cautious that what we say does not come out in a negative note? Sometimes our, our own ideologies come across as a negative. Whenever we're truly not trying to be negative, we're trying to encourage somebody, but our selfishness. And it says, be slow to speak, or be, yes, be slow to speak. And then it goes on and it says, listen, slow to speak and slow to wrath. Other words, I, I, I have found... I've learned a whole lot since I've had Thomas around here. I've learned that I need to be quiet. I've learned that I need to think about what I'm going to say. And I've also learned that I have to be cautious not to be a negative note toward him and his positive thinking. And again, I say, I'm sorry. I, I do appreciate your words, Brother Thomas. But this is coming from the heart of a man that's been doing this for many years that's set in his ways. And the word says, listen, the wrath, slow to wrath, slow to put something down, slow to insert your own thoughts, slow to cause sin in your life. And folks, sin can be your attitude. Sin can be my attitude. Sin can be because I think I've done this a whole lot longer than you have, and I know more than you do. Folks, I may know more about it back there, but I may not know as much about it right now than what God's trying to get done. Slow to speak, listen carefully, and then be cautious about what you say because sin can destroy communication can destroy the attitude it can destroy what God's trying to accomplish in Proverbs chapter 14 Proverbs chapter 14 verse 7 and it says 
Go from the presence of foolish man when you do not perceive in him in when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge, the wisdom of a prudent is understanding his way, but the folly of a fool is deceitful. Are you really speaking in the wisdom of God? Are we speaking? from our own desires. I guess tonight I am saying we need to be very, very, very careful when we're dealing with one another, when we're dealing with lost, when we're dealing with folks outside these four walls. We need to be cautious in what we say and how we say it. And verse 20 says, For the wrath of men does not produce the righteousness of God. Our anger does not produce the love, the caring, and the forgiveness that Christ Jesus has. I can think in my own life times that I broke fellowship with folks for a selfish reason. Not particularly that they were wrong, but I didn't agree. And as I've studied the word and as God has spoken to my heart over the years, I have realized, and I use this term quite often, we may not agree, but we can agree to disagree. And I've had to go back to some of the men and ladies in my past and apologize. Because I was so dogmatic. The wrath of Mac Mills, the sin of my attitude came out so bad that it broke fellowship. And one that I think about particular that I have talked to within the last 90 days that I hadn't talked to in over 20 years. And I called him and apologized. And his words to me, Mac, I thought you were a Christian until you acted that way. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. I asked him to forgive me. And I asked God to forgive me because it was my attitude. And this is what I want you to see tonight for the wrath, the attitude, the sin of men does not produce the righteousness of God. God says, I'll forgive you again and again and again and again and as many agains as you come before him and ask him, 
if God's willing to forgive us, how much more should we be willing to be cautious of what comes out right here in the form of wrath or sin that can destroy our witness and not produce the righteousness of God our Father. Folks, it can be with one of us. It can be someone 20 years in your past. But I say to you, from one that's experienced it, I can't say I'm proud of it, but I've experienced it. If there's something, someone in your past, get it right. Hey, these little inventions that we carry around in our pockets, you can track somebody down most anywhere. Call them. Swallow your pride. And say, I apologize. I'm sorry for my attitude. And you know where it needs to start? Right here. Right here. And I mean it, Brother Thomas. I apologize to you for my attitude. I love your young ideas. They just step on my toes. Folks, this is what you call getting down to brass tacks, to where the rubber meets the road, to where we can come to the point of saying to one another, my beloved brethren, hear what God has to say, and then respond to it in a mighty Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for these, your people. God, they're such a precious, precious in your sight. I thank you for them. Lord God, I love them so. But Father, my love is so insignificant compared to yours, Father. So Father, I just lay each one of them on your altar tonight for you to bless them in a very special way. Now, Lord God, I pray that you will take us forward. I pray that you will draw us ever closer to you so that in everything we do, your righteousness will be present within our lives, within our attitudes, within our speech, within the manner in which we treat those around about us. And we thank you, Father, for the filling of God the Holy Spirit that draws us ever closer to you. And we love you. And we thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. Gentlemen, I would encourage you to be sure and get signed up before you leave tonight for the uh, men's breakfast next Saturday morning, 8 o'clock.
Family Life Center. Have a good time. Brother Jack's going to be counting the noses on that uh, piece of paper a little bit, see how much he needs to fix. So be sure to be, get signed up and have a, be there and have a good time with us. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do some things a little different than we've ever done in this one. So we're going to ask you to please be there. Be a part. If you don't, you're going to, get, you're going to lose out if you're not there. I promise you, you will. Also, don't forget uh, the GBS on Tuesday, of not this Tuesday, but the next Tuesday, right, Harold? We'll be going to the Golden Corral, get signed up uh, as a senior citizen, going at a certain time, you get a special prize. So get plugged into that and go and have a good time and fellowship and enjoy some, some good food for sure. And then on the Sunday afternoon, the 22nd, we will have a correction of errors meeting with uh, with the uh, folks that were in the walkthrough or, or that were in the live nativity over in the Family Life Center at 4.30. Please come with your ideas, ideas and let us know what you feel like would make it better, what we need to add, take away, or whatever. Uh, as I said, Brother Bill and I are going to be very quiet. We're going to take notes. and we won't, we, We're asking your help to give us ideas and how we need to improve it for sure. Brother Ben, do you have anything for the men tonight? Okay. You want us to pray for Brother Thomas and his family as they go, as he goes and they stay, right? Yes, we'll do that in just a minute. Any other announcements anywhere with anybody? Yes, sir. Well, I'll try to answer it. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that is that your first name or last name? Oh, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> any other any other comments? <laughs> any other announcements? Seriously, shall we call the church to prayer? Lord God, we do praise you. We lift Brother Thomas to you, Father. I pray that you will open his heart and his mind to receive all the blessings that he can possibly stand as he's in Israel. As he walks where you walk, Christ. Lord God, you fill him as he comes home. Not only for him to share with his family, but to share with his church family. You bless him. Give him a safe trip. Bring him home safely. We pray for Tosh and the boys. We ask you, Father, if there's anything they need that they'll let us know, that we can... Minister unto them. Father, just protect them in Brother Thomas's absence. We stand in the gap on their behalf. 
Lord God, we just praise you for them. I praise you for these, your people. It's made it possible for Thomas to go. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Great week. Yes, sir.